This is Suzanne Pillens. Greetings, everybody. Today we are going to speak on worship in spirit and truth. Worship is the highest form of service we can give the Lord. For worship is to Him, to worship Him, is that we are created for, to bring Him joy and to be in relationship with Him. Who are we to be called to such joy of knowing Him, to such destiny of dwelling in His glorious presence? As for me, I have discovered that the more I come to know him, the lower I need to bow to his greatness, for the bigger I see him, the more I am humbled. The day I saw the Lord answer his people's prayer for rain within an hour over all the healings he did that day made me cry with gratitude for the great love and compassion he showed to his people. Moses must have felt in a similar way when the Lord led the children of Israel through the Red Sea and supplied manna daily for them in the wilderness. Oh, the awesome greatness of our living God! I felt at the time that I barely knew him, for he showed himself to us in such a way that day, greater than I could have ever imagined. If we read of Paul's life, we see that he too discovered the same thing. At his conversion, he saw himself as special as some of us do when God first calls us. And then he says in Galatians 2.6, And from those who were reputed to be something, what they were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. Those, I say, who of report added nothing to me, and later Paul thinks differently in 1 Corinthians 59. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. As he grows further in the Lord, he has this to say in Ephesians 3.8. To me, though I am the very least of the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable reaches of Christ. And then in Timothy 1.15. The saying is sure and worthy and full of acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And I am the foremost of sinners. What has happened here? Paul has not come lower only in the opinion he has of himself compared to the greatness of the Lord which has been revealed to him. He is in fact grown far closer to the Lord and grown more Christ-like, so next to the majesty and splendor of the God, he had to bow lower. So it is only through what Jesus has done for us that we have through him the priceless privilege of coming to know God, the King of Kings, and to dwell in his presence. Compared to his greatness, we are very small indeed. And the bigger we see him, the smaller we see ourselves. So now, who is this great God whom we worship? Let's see who John says he is in Revelations 1, 4-8. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come 
and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from all our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom of priests to our his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he's coming with the clouds and everyone will see him and everyone who pierced him, all the tribes of the earth, will wail on account of him. Even so. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Now let's see the living creatures, how the living creatures see God. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings and full of eyes all around and within, day and night, they never cease to sing. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, he who was and is and is to come. That's Revelation 4.8. Now let's see how the elders see God. And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to thee, Lord God Almighty, who art and who wast, and thou hast taken up by the great power and began to reign. Revelation 11, 6-17 Now the angels, during the pouring out of the wrath of God upon the people who disobeyed God at the end of the age, this is what they said. And the third angel poured a bowl into rivers and the fountains of the water, and they become blood. And I heard the angel of the water say, Thou art just, it is thy judgment, thou who art and was, O Holy One, that's Revelation 16, 4-5. The plagues at the end of the age are similar to those that God poured out on Egypt to release his chosen people, the Jews. God is almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of his chosen nation, the Jews, and God of every believer who has ever walked on this earth, the God of all eternity, of all heavens and earth. He, and only he, is Yet this great God calls to feeble mankind like us and says in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and hidden things which you have not known. So how do we call upon this great God who was and is and is to come? 1 Chronicles 16, 27-29 shows us how honour and majesty are before him, strength and joy are his in his place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the people, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name, bring an offering and come before him, worship the Lord in holy array. What offering can we bring him? Psalm. 51, 16 to 70 says, For thou hast no delight in sacrifice, where I give a burnt offering thou would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou art not despised. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice, says Proverbs twenty one three, and Mark twelve thirty three 
to 34 says, and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more all whole burnt offerings and sacrifice. And when the Lord Jesus saw that he answered wisely and he said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. We need to worship God with the offering of ourselves to him, of our very lives to him. For he alone is worthy. Worship to God is not only what we pour out of ourselves to his feet upon his throne, but the very lives we live out for others upon this earth. It's all that we are, all that we ever hope to be, given up for him now and forever. That is the highest form of sacrifice we can give him, the greatest offering we are capable of giving God, ourselves and our lives. And the only opportunity to give him anything is here on this earth in loving him and others as ourselves. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy array. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. That was Psalm 29, 1-4. Here all the heavenly beings worship him. And as we read again in Hebrews that all God's angels worship him. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, say, he says, Who makes his angels winds and his servants flames of fire? But the, of the Son of Man, he says, Thy throne, O God, is for ever and ever. Their righteous sceptre is the sceptre of the kingdom. That was Hebrews 1, 6-8. We are able to worship and join the angels of heaven and every living creature in heaven to worship him who is king of kings and lord of lords. Psalm 95, verse 6-7 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the, our Lord, our Maker for he is our God, and we are the people of his pastor, the sheep of his hands. Psalm 9, 69. Worship the Lord in holy array. Tremble before him, all the earth. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. That was Psalm 13, 2, 7. Yes, let us worship at his footstool. Let us rise up in worship until his presence surrounds us and fills us with his incredible joy, his wonderful love, his everlasting peace. Let us worship in the way Jesus called us to worship him in John 4, 23-24. But the hour is coming and now is when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and the truth for such the father seeks to worship him god is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth 
when we respond to the scripture, a deeper level awaits, that of heart-to-heart connection in Him. We become one in Him, a giving of yourself to Him and receiving His love which transcends your mind, emotions, heart and body, seeping into every part until in Him you feel absorbed. We are so indebted, so helpless next to what He has done for us, given to us through salvation and love. We have nothing to give God other than our heart, and He receives it as precious, and then gives you a touch of His heart, holding them together and becoming as one heart in Him. A belonging, a union in Him. Allow Him to anoint your heart with His, to rub some of his love and character into yours. For the Lord said to me, For this is the life I have called you to, to become one with me, I in you and you in me, to fill you with my love and to anoint you with my holy oil, that you may walk forth in a world in a radiant witness for me. Go forth in joy, my child, for I am surely with you. As you respond to him and become closer and closer to him in worship, he will change you, fill you with his love and call you to a new life in him. And this is the life he has called to you. Prayer is the only unlimited treasure on this earth. All other things are limited. Only prayer can take you into the unlimited realms of the heavenlies, into the very presence of God. Here Jesus is unlimited in beauty, with unlimited love, that is deeper than the deepest ocean, highest than the highest heaven, and wider than the widest horizons. His joy, his peace are likewise, even as his patience and kindness is beyond all limits. Available to each one of us is unlimited access into such beauty in him. Not visible, but heartfelt. Relational, silent heart connection. With indescribable joy and peace and beauty. This is meant for us, kept for us. Reachable, attainable, but only through Jesus. For this is all about him. A giving and receiving. No words. Just heartfelt connection, a blending, a melting, a cleansing, a feeling of calm beauty and love like warm oil seeping into every crevice of your being. There's no better place than to be alone with the Lord. He touches your heart with such gentleness, a contact with him that is so precious. This access into him is unlimited. It involves yielding to the changes he affects in your life and flowing with him who created all things. Come to him. He will lead you into all truth. Churches and conferences can teach. Books can educate and encourage. But nothing can compare with coming to the master himself, our Lord. Nothing can replace him. Nothing can touch or compare to coming into his presence. Nothing but knowing the reality of the Lord yourself. Only he can reach your heart. God bless you. This is Suzanne from Suzanne's Ministries, our website www.suzannesministries.co.uk.